BTC is currently trading at roughly $10,030. BCH is currently trading at roughly $312. ETH is currently trading at roughly $216. LTC is currently trading at roughly $73. XMR is currently trading at roughly $73. XRP is currently trading at roughly 29 cents. BAT is currently trading at roughly 21 cents. XLM is currently trading at roughly 7 cents. Okay, everyone, I want to take a quick second to talk about Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who actually want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this advertisement. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. The Crypto Corner with your host, Crypto Kid. It is a huge deal. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. What's up, everybody? Crypto Kid here. And today we have a great lineup of information for your ears. So strap in and let's talk crypto. On September 17th, VanEck and SolidX announced that they have officially pulled their Bitcoin ETF application from the SEC. Despite pulling their application, VanEck still expects to operate a more privatized model of the trust proposed in the initial filing with the SEC. A competing application put forth by Bitwise still remains on the table in front of the SEC. This withdrawal marks the second time the CBOE has had to withdraw its application for the ETF, and the agency did not give any specific details regarding their decision. The deadline for a decision from the SEC was October 18th, and the withdrawal will allow the CBOE to refile the application and reset the clock on the approval process. Gabor Gerbox, director of digital asset strategy at VanEck Associates, told Bloomberg that he doesn't view this as bad news and that it's just a different process. He also stated in a tweet that the firm continues to work closely with regulators and market participants to get one step closer every day. On September 18th, Abra announced a new partnership with ECPay, allowing a new way for Abra users in the Philippines to conveniently buy digital assets. Users can deposit pesos into their Abra wallet via the Click kiosks located at over 6,000 retail locations, including any 7-Eleven store in the Philippines. Abra says the deposits are added to the account within one to two business days, and once the funds have cleared, they can then be used to buy popular cryptocurrencies or popular stocks like Google, Amazon, Facebook, and more. There's a minimum cash-in deposit of 500 pesos, or roughly 10 US dollars, and a max deposit of 100,000 pesos, or roughly 1,900 US dollars. Abra says that in addition to the new cash-in functionality at all 7-Elevens across the Philippines, they also have more in the works that will help them on their mission of making money easier. On September 17th, Wells Fargo announced that they are piloting an internal settlement service based on distributed ledger technology. 
The system is being called Wells Fargo Digital Cash and is being tested to see if it can reduce friction in the bank's internal books transfers of cross-border payments within its global network. Wells Fargo has already tested transfer trials between locations in Canada and the U.S., and the official pilot is slated to take place sometime next year. A spokesperson from the bank stated that the effort is not a cryptocurrency project, but rather tokenized USD and fiat currency that runs on a distributed ledger rail. The Wells Fargo Digital Cash System will use a smart contract application to support the exchange process, cutting out any settlement middlemen and reducing overall transfer times and cost. On September 18th, a complaint was unsealed in a federal court in Brooklyn charging Stephen Nureyev and Michael Hattie with extortion. Allegedly, the two individuals carried out an old-fashioned shakedown of a business headquartered in Seattle, Washington. The business is a mobile-based startup that specializes in generating user traffic to client products by issuing its own cryptocurrency tokens as loyalty rewards. Just days before the ICO was set to occur, Nureyev told executives of the company that his compensation would have to be increased by approximately 17,000 Ethereum to a total of 30,000 Ethereum, or he would sabotage the ICO and destroy the company. The company allegedly paid Nureyev as demanded, despite not receiving any additional services. The defendants are of course innocent until proven guilty, but if convicted, both could face up to 20 years in prison. On September 17th, Binance US released a blog post answering many of the questions regarding their recent launch. New users will need a valid government-issued ID and valid social security number to be able to register for Binance US. Residents from 11 different states will be unable to sign up for an account at this time. Those states are Alabama, Alaska, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Louisiana, New York, North Carolina, Texas, Vermont, and Washington. The company says that there are zero trading fees until November 1st of this year, and after that, they will offer a flat fee of 0.1% per trade. Binance US says that customers will be able to buy listed coins with USD through ACH deposits or wire transfer methods, and that they will be exploring other options based on the demand of their users. They are currently accepting inbound transfers of BTC, ETH, XRP, BCH, LTC, USDT, and USD upon appropriate account verification. Binance US will let customers know when liquidity conditions are met, allowing for trading to begin on set pairs. On September 17th, cybersecurity firm Talos Intelligence released a blog post that summarizes a new threat actor being dubbed Panda that has been targeting enterprises across the globe. Through the use of remote access tools, or RATS, and illicit cryptocurrency mining malware, the bad actors have mined nearly $100,000 worth of Monero via their malicious software package. Talos Intelligence first became aware of Panda in the summer of 2018, and since then, Panda has updated its infrastructure, exploits, and payloads. Talos Intelligence says that Panda remains one of the most consistent actors engaging in illicit mining attacks and frequently shifts the infrastructure used in their attacks. They say the bad actor is a legitimate threat capable of spreading cryptocurrency miners that can use up valuable computing resources and slow down networks and systems. The research agency confirmed that organizations in the banking, healthcare, transportation, telecommunications, 
and IT service industries have all been affected. All right, everybody, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for stopping by, and I hope you have a great weekend. The Crypto Corner with your host, Crypto Kid. It is a huge deal. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Produced on location at Chicken Valve Studio. Studio. Studio.